Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Yeah, we're coming now. Welcome to Wrestling Daft Marks. Uh, we're all still in isolation and sitting in our pants. Um, I'm John, producer of Wrestling Daft, and sitting in this flat, a man bigger than the list of charges against the Tiger King, it's Big Alex. Well, I mean, are you insinuating that I have charges against my own version of a tiger being a cat? <laughs> no, I'm not insinuating that at all. But what I love to point out for the listeners that you can't see in all your visual glory is the fantastic... Uh, musketeer-esque facial hair that you've got going on just now. I, uh, from now on, it still only be referred to as the Quarantash. Okay, that's right, okay. gimmick. And yeah, I'm going to leave it until I have to go back to work. It's. I'm just trying to think of a wrestler that you look like at the moment, Alex, and I can't. Uh, think I like of... to think I'm the love child of Robert LaRue and Tom Selleck just now. That's. Just yeah. Personal. I could see Somewhere. that. Definitely somewhere between Robert Rood and I don't know if you know the Eric Bugs guy or Bugenheim for NXT. Yes, yes, a little yes. bit like that, but somewhere yeah. between Robert Rood and yeah. Soon, anyway, it's a good look for me, friend. Uh, you can hear, of course, is the voice of a, a man sitting in his pants, also in his pants. Uh, he drops wrestlers' <laughs> names more often when people drop out of WrestleMania. It's Scotland's premier wrestling journalist, Gary Cassidy. Thank you. How's it going? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Uh, can we expect any guest appearances today? We had Alex's cat was star of the show last week. Uh, we put the video up on the Patreon last week, and uh, I'm stealing this from someone else, but cats mean stats. So if there's any guest appearances from more cats, you two, that would be great, because I think we'll see your listenership go up. Mine is right up there. <laughs> oh, I can see <laughs> Gary's, Gary's <laughs> the background there. Uh, obviously, this is joyous for the people that are listening to the podcast. Uh, no cat from you today, Alex? I think she's under my bed, which is just behind me, so she could make a fleeting appearance at any point. Excellent. Um, how's your week in wrestling been, boys? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was quite... So- oh, sorry, Gary, <laughs> you first. You first. That was pretty much all I had to contribute. Was that sound effect? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sums it up. <laughs> I'm still recovering from part two of, of Dark Side of the Ring going into Chris Benoit, which was the more harrowing side of the Benoit story this oh, week. Dear. So oh, dear. Well, let's not go into that. Let's, let's, we've got enough doom and gloom at the moment. The feel-good <laughs> wrestling story of the year. The Chris Benoit <laughs> story. It doesn't get much better because the next one is New Jack. Uh, if you know about him stabbing <laughs> people in the ring and all that, all that nonsense. No so it doesn't really like go up for you. <laughs> so, boys, it's WrestleMania week. Woo! It really doesn't feel like I it, does it? We're all really excited. Um, we'll get into that a bit later on uh, with the news because the, the card is completely stacked. And um, I'm cutting the promo today, and needless to say, it's a little bit about WrestleMania. So we'll get into that a bit later on. Uh, but I've can I basically invented this game, guys, if you're going to bear with me. Because, I mean, let's all face the facts. We're looking at this WrestleMania card, and I don't think there's one person that's excited about it um, at the moment. Just It'll be interesting to hear what it turns out. But I've uh, created a game to... A WrestleMania-based game to relieve boredom for everyone in self-isolation. So basically, it's your fantasy WrestleMania, and there's a couple of rules to it. Right, you've got to pick 10 matches from the history of WrestleMania. You can't have any repeat wrestlers, and you must choose the match order, right? Quick quick, quick one. Can you have Mick Foley and his different guys? That was my question. (laughs) Oh, no. 
No, that's just... No, he, he literally appeared in one Royal Rumble as all three, and you're telling me I can't use him twice in one night. Saying that, though, how many times did he wrestle as McFoley and how many did... Re- he didn't... I don't think he did a Mania as Cactus Jack or Dude Love. I may stand corrected. I don't think... I don't think he did, and I can't... I can't remember if he wrestled as Mick Foley or he was just always wrestled as Mankind on WrestleMania. I think he was always Mankind. I think he outmarked him there with the pedantics, John. So, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, so here is how, how I've kind of stacked my card, right? Listen to this. This is taking a lot of thought. There was a lot of mover into it, obviously, so you don't get double matches and double wrestlers, right? So we're kicking off the show with uh, Brett, the Hitman Hart versus Austin from WrestleMania 13. They then move it into a triple threat. Seth Rollins versus Reigns versus Lesnar from 31. Steamboat versus Savage from 3. TLC from 17. Mysterio versus Guerrero from 21. Benoit versus Angle from 17. Charlotte versus Becky versus Sasha from 32. Undertaker versus Michaels from 26. Rock versus Hogan from 18. And it's Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Orton from 30 headlining the show. Did you even double up on any WrestleManias there at all? I did double up on one? 17 because I put Jesus. <laughs> but you did, but the one thing, did you double up on championship matches though? So technically yeah. there'd have been matches for the WWE title, then another match for the WWE title without that superstar in it. Can I have done that? I thought that was going to be far too hard to do <laughs> otherwise. But um, yeah, I, I headline with Daniel uh, Bryan versus Batista versus Orton just for that moment. Just for for, for that moment. Um, though in saying that, you could have headlined with Rollins versus Reigns versus Lesnar for that, um, you know, cashing. But, See, uh, I'd always have to put the, the, the Lesnar, uh, sorry, the Rollins-Seth match on the card just for that RKO now. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't, I couldn't put any other Randy or Seth card on the card. Oh, well, that's a good shot. Well, see if you had bothered to do it, Alex, like I asked you earlier on. You could have done that. As I said, John, I only book one WrestleMania a week, okay? One well, a week. Well, listen, this is going to be intriguing. So I'm going to put that up on our social media channels tomorrow because it'll be interesting to see what the listeners have to say. Alex, I believe you're going to fantasy book um, WrestleMania for us on Fantasy Book Island this week. I don't think I have a choice, do I? I think you kind of have to on WrestleMania week. You can. I, it was only as I started doing it, I immediately regretted my decision. <laughs> But here we go. Well, I can't wait to to find out about that. We're going to have all the wrestling news from Gary, as always. Um, I'm going to be cutting a promo on WrestleMania. And one of the UK's leading referees, Sean McLaughlin, will tell us all about some of his favourite things in wrestling and a feature we like to call the 10 count. We'll have that on the show. And it is WrestleMania week. And so it's a bit of a WrestleMania special on the marks. I have... A lot of things I want to get off my chest. Okay, so it's my turn this week to uh, cut a promo, and there's only one way I think I can put it this week. Now, before I start, let me just say right now, I have all the respect, the admiration for Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Now, he, you know, took wrestling from this level to that level. He has a, he's got a few things wrong along the way. I think we'll all admit it. There's a couple of questionable booking decisions along the way, a couple of questionable characters in the ring. But, you know, we all love him. You know, if you told, ask me who would you like to invite round to dinner, you know, when you do that kind of three people at the dinner table, who are you going to invite? Vince McMahon would be one of them because he is an interesting, knowledgeable, very smart, intelligent man. However... 
let's get round to WrestleMania. We, I hear the word unprecedented banded about on the news so many times, and that's all you'll hear, unprecedented times, unprecedented times. Yet we're going into WrestleMania weekend where it's too big for just one day. There is no acknowledgement of the situation in the world. There is no acknowledgement of the fans. There is no acknowledgement for the safety of the wrestlers that are currently having to perform at WrestleMania, or sorry, have performed at WrestleMania. This is simply a money-making exercise. Everybody, from what I hear from within the company, did not want this WrestleMania to happen. They wanted a postponement. They didn't want a cancellation. They wanted a postponement to see where we are in the world in a couple of months' time. Vince McMahon has bulldozed, from what I can hear, right across this Everyone telling him not to do this because he sees the dollar signs at the end of it. We're in a time where there's no sports, there's no football, there's no baseball, there's no basketball in America. All he can see is a buy rate and a dollar sign for the what is going to happen this weekend for WrestleMania. Now, can you imagine your favourite sports team going to the FA Cup final, your favourite American football team are in the Super Bowl. But you aren't allowed to attend that. You aren't allowed to turn up there. You aren't allowed to watch the game, you know, live. There's no reaction. As a player going out to that, is that how you would like to win it? As a fan watching this, is that how you would like to see it? In an empty arena, one of the greatest sporting moments of your team's career. WrestleMania for us fans, as Marks, us wrestling people is our Super Bowl, it is our FA Cup final, it is our World Series and now it's not going to seem like that we, we wait year, a year for this we wait for the build of storylines we wait for you know the, the accumulation of, of brilliant things to happen on this stage and it's been torn away from us because all Vince McMahon can think about is a buy rate I think now, don't get me wrong, I think it will do good business because, as I said before, there's no sports, there's nothing to entertain people from that perspective. But is it right? Is it right? Vincent, this is a question you need to ask yourself. That's me, boys. That was emotional, John. That was emotional. I agree, but I, I'm actually, I hate to be the... The, the, the disagreeer here, but I actually kind of disagree. I think they should go ahead with it. I think the postponement would have been the mistake. Uh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm half. I'm kind, I'm kind of veering more towards what you're saying, Alex, but I'm half and half with it. I was the same like two weeks ago, but now I think um, obviously we'll get to it in, in news and there's some stuff that WWE are still saying is going ahead. But like apparently there's a load of people that are still off of WrestleMania, like uh, Lashley, Asuka, obviously Andrade, but his was an injury. So I'm like, the more the card dwindles, the more I'm like, oh, maybe they should never go ahead with it. But I'm, I don't know, I'm still half and half. <laughs> I, I think they've got to put something out. I think they need to, the, the problem with the wrestling industry is you can't really do postponements because they're still going to be locked into doing weekly TV. They're still going to have to figure out a way to do that. So how do you book TV for the next foreseeable future if you just can't finish this could, current storyline? Could, could you not have an off-season, though, Alex? This is this is a something that I've seen bandied around as it well. Could, have an off-season like, off and then come back with WrestleMania. I, I think we're going to do that after Mania. 
I would yeah, wish I can, the TV, I can. TV shows will let them. I mean, maybe they'll just start playing reruns or something. We we really don't know. As you can see, obviously, AEW are continuing and just powering on. So I can't see Vince sitting down as AEW continue. I just can't see it. They've got a... Uh, right, so they've got Raw taped after Mania. Um, but there's currently a restriction. They can't film anything else for the Performance Centre now until I believe it's the 9th of April is the current... Uh, like, that's when this is meant to be an operation till. It's like the the city of Orlando or whatever, wherever uh, the performance centre is, they're like, right, you can't do anything at all, no gatherings of more than two people, pretty much the same as it is here, until uh, the 9th of April, and we'll review it then. So they might be forced into sticking replays out after then, depending on what happens. Yeah, but, I mean, I think there was a, there was a point... You know, we, I was really excited with the rumours that it was going to be postponed to July to, to Madison Square Garden. I mean, but I guess the word unprecedented, we don't even know if that, that'll be able to happen anyway. So, yeah, I, I just think it's I think it puts the wrestler's safety into question as well by by plowing on with this as well, so, to be one honest. One thing I have you. heard is that everything is voluntary so far, is that like the right. whole dropping out and stuff i believe the staff have been asked if they're willing and from what i've seen a lot of the talent a lot of the talent that are being featured do stay in and around orlando so they have been i think they have been quite sensible about it but again do you know what i mean we can only speculate there's one rumor going about that um so it's weird because she appeared last night and it was obviously recorded in the same kind of couple of days but there's a rumor that asuka isn't going to be at wrestlemania because she failed the uh, like uh, WWE, you've got like people doing medical checks when they go in, and it's a hundred degrees Fahrenheit is the the body thermometer check. And then apparently they, they checked people, and a few of them didn't get through. And the, the rumours are Asuka and Bobby Lashley. But I guess really, we don't know until I we don't know until the weekend. It was a uh, Raj Giri for Wrestling Inc that said that to me when I was doing my wee preview thing with him, and I was like, oh, I'd seen Raw last night, and Asuka was on it, so I was like, oh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I well. Guess we'll see. Well, we'll see this weekend, and you know, I'm hoping that next week we're coming back onto this show raving about what a great WrestleMania that was. But we shall wait and see. <laughs> now, as it's WrestleMania week, we are giving lots of extra content away on our on there. You will find three tiers to choose from. You'll get the Cruiserweight Champion, which is four dollars a month. In there, patron-only chat, ad-free versions of all episodes, full unedited versions of the flagship show, and bonus content from all the various shows. Plus, you get to vote on the list of wrestling daft, which we'll get to a bit later on. On tier two, it's the Intercontinental Champion, about $10 a month. Um, you'll get a video version of the flagship show each week, and a bonus episode once a month for that. Um, now, let me talk to you about this bonus episode. That's going to happen this week. So if you get onto Patreon now, you can get that. We're going to be doing a WrestleMania preview show. Um, and they're up. We'll hopefully have that dropped on Friday, just ahead of Saturday and Sunday shows. So we'll be having a WrestleMania preview show. Um, so you'll get that in Tier 2. If you sign up for Tier 3, that's the World Heavyweight Champion, $20 a month. You get free tickets for the live events, which we will hopefully get around to once this quarantine is uh, over near the end of the year. You're getting away with that for the time being, John. You're just getting away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week you're just dangling that carrot and you're never paying off. I I know, I know. Uh, And you'll get a free wrestling dash shirt of your choice if you sign up for three months. Um, The other things we're going to be doing in Patreon this week, and this is for the Tier 1 Cruiserweight Champions, we're going to be running, hopefully, a WrestleMania quiz on Friday as a live stream. So everyone can get, if you're a Patreon, you can get involved. 
join up uh, and have a WrestleMania quiz ahead of the big weekend. Uh, and the other thing we're going to do, boys, uh, we're going to do a watch along. You guys are up for it, aren't you? Saturday night, grab oh, us. We're going to record us, uh, the three of us, watching WrestleMania. I'm hopefully Rab's going to be involved in that as well. Um, and we're going to, or we might have run-ins from Rab and Grady on that. Um, so we're going to watch WrestleMania together. We're going to watch the Saturday night show, and we're going to record that um, as a watch along, which we'll put out as a podcast as well. So. Loads of extra content this week on the build-up to WrestleMania, so get involved on our Patreon channel, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. So every week on the programme, we look at the good and the bad of the big wrestling shows, and we basically bury and put over things from them. Uh, we usually joined at this point by one of our wrestling daft patrons, but this is unprecedented times, unfortunately, um, and our patron can't join us today. So Gary's going to draw the short straw on this one. <laughs> Sports key, the journalist. He's on it all. He's all over it. So he's got to do SmackDown for us. Uh, so let's kick off with you then, Alex, and let's go to AEW last week. And the cats made an appearance, so that means our ratings will probably go up. So uh, what happened in last week's AEW, Alex? So we're still in closed arenas. Obviously, it looks like they've filmed a lot of stuff from Jacksonville. So I'm um, going to start with a bit more of a general booking point. And just the way they've been handling their so-called big guys over the last couple of weeks. Because obviously Hager's now in the ring, and he's been in the ring a lot more than I was expecting him to use him. Like, he's just been in the last couple of weeks. You had Brody's debut, and you've obviously got Lance on his way as well. And I think they've been handling them really well. They've not been putting them in about their kind of big talent. They've been building them up. And it's it's been interesting squash matches they've been putting them in so far. So I'm pretty psyched for that. And the other thing I have to, cut, I have to put over this week is... The other thing I need to put over this week is Chris Jericho cutting a promo on an inanimate object, being Vanguard One. <laughs> I also was a bit of a fan of Matt Hardy's amazing ability to teleport, which he then clarified was not actually a teleportation, and that he used uh, projection lasers from Vanguard One, similar to the current Spider-Man film, I believe. So, ten points there. Ten points there. Um, in terms of burying, see, this is the thing. At the moment, because there's so little content, it's actually quite difficult to pick out two berries. So the first one, I'm going to have to go pretty low here. And I want to bury the AEW cameraman for not knowing the lyrics to Judas. <laughs> he did, I, he, I don't care what you say. He did not know the lyrics to Judas. And that's unforgivable, if considering he must listen to it on a regular fucking basis. And the second thing I think to bury this weekend is, well, it's for the Brody Lee steak-eating promo that obviously was just a big jab at Vince McMahon. It wasn't necessarily bad, but to me it kind of felt totally different to all the Dark Order promos they'd done before. Yeah, yeah. It just, it was just, yeah, it was a different tone. It was a different... <laughs> like last week I was putting over the segment they did with Snake and Archer, and then, yeah, this week they've just balls all down the wall. <laughs> they yeah, 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 I mean, we, we were all, all talking about that last week. It's like the return of the vignette and, you know, making great vignettes. I, I think AEW has been more hit than it has been missing on it, but yeah. yeah, that was totally out of the whole character of the Dark Order thing from what I yeah, could, just Cody was trying to put over this daddy eats first kind of thing as well. It, it, yeah, I just I just wasn't into it, to be honest. That was quite, quite disappointing. But it's, it's still I'm still getting used to hearing Brody Lee talk. Like I'm yeah, not yeah, used yeah. to hearing his it's voice. Good. <laughs> it's really good. That's it's yeah, really good. Is, 
This is why I can't understand why they never even, even when they booked him as Luke Harper for that brief two month run, like three years ago when it was that Bray won the belt and never even let him do a promo. But the yeah, man apparently, it, the reason for that apparently was Vince McMahon always a solemn role. So he wanted him to put on a solemn role when he spoke because he didn't really think he looked like a New York guy. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, match of tonight, Alex. Got to be Omega versus Guevara for the for the AAA Mega Championship. Like can, I, big... can I ask a question? The AAA Mega Championship, what the hell is that? It's <laughs> it's essentially their top tier. It's their heavyweight championship, but I believe down there that it's like it's like the mid card one because it's obviously lucha. So I think their like kind of lightweight or title is the main one the show is built around, and then this is just like their heavyweight one. Yeah, why was it appearing on an AEW show? This, I was totally confused by that. Well, just... They've had a working relationship since the beginning, because if you remember back at the pre, before the actual company was announced, they had quite a lot of the AAA tag belts that the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks were were over. So they've got a working relationship with them. So I believe Kenny's been competing down in AAA. Right, so... okay. I, I just, for me, I was just like, you know, I'm a bit of a layman when it comes to that sort of stuff. And I was like, there's, what? There's... What is this? There's... There was a match for it before. I think he fought of Jack Evans, of all people, on an episode of AW Dark a while ago. Oh, I knew a bit about it, but I thought it really needed a wee bit of description beforehand because I was kind yeah. of like, well, where'll that come they've, from? Yeah, they've, just, they've done what they do quite a lot. So I remember they did this a lot. They do this a lot in New Japan, and they used to do it in TNA quite a lot, is whenever another promotion's belt show up, they don't really give you any backstory to it. Yeah, it's very strange. But um, I thought that, that Sammy Guevara um, Omega match was great. Like I, I was always really worried about Sammy getting really lost in the shuffle, but I think he's been great. He's got a great rub off Jericho. He's been putting in the great matches. Like it's been the best match he's had since that first week against Cody and stuff as well. But yeah, yeah no. he's getting over. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, NXT this week. Um, thank God it wasn't a, a show filled with uh, vignettes and promos this week. It was actually John had a bit of trouble it. finding it this week, unfortunately. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, it did not appear on the network. It's, it must be up there now, but up until Sunday, it was, still wasn't on the network. So um, I used my mate's uh, BT Sports account to, to watch it. Um, so just let's start off with the buries, start off with the negatives. There was quite a, a few in there. I mean, that, that, you know, there was a lot of squash matches. Um I guess this buddy is just across the board is that wrestlers cutting like doing all their kind of entrances like they're posing for the crowd. Everyone's still doing it. Why? Just walk down to the ring and wrestle. Don't do all your usual shtick. Just stop that. Stop that now. My two uh, buddies from this week really are um, Kelly and Dane, big demo. Like for a guy his size, he appears to have no direction. You know, I think it's a real, it's a real sad state of affairs that the the you know the they play off the Northern Ireland troubles as a kind of character piece. I don't think there's any need for that. I mean, this guy's a machine. This guy can wrestle, and yet his his whole thing is his whole gimmick is oh, it's all about the Northern Ireland troubles, and he was brought up in you know during the Troubles in Belfast and all that sort of stuff, I don't think you need to do that. And I just think it's a bit too stereotypical. It's just like, oh, he's, he's not an Irish, so well, let, let, let's put this gimmick on him. Don't, don't like it. I don't think he's got direction. I think he's completely wasted. Um, the other well, thing... Speaking of demo, can I do a quick segue? Did you yeah, see yeah. the video he posted onto his Twitter a couple of days ago? No. There's been a few. Was it the Koala Challenge one? 
No, it was the one of just Nicky dancing when he just like opens the door and there's just Nicky dancing. We should maybe get into this a bit later on, but there's a lot of wrestlers doing a lot of strange things for her in self-isolation. <laughs> we'll speak about that a bit later on when we get to the news. Um, the other thing I'm going to say is, what the hell is this all about? You know, I buried, I think it was last week, about the, the ladder, you know, the qualification yeah, for the ladder yeah. match. Now we've got a second chance gauntlet match to be in the ladder match. What the <laughs> hell is that? So not only are we having qualifications for the ladder match, we're now got a second chance gauntlet matches for the ladder. Oh, don't get me to that right. So you know what it'll be, John? It's because they won't have enough uh, personnel around, so they'll just have to be keep rebooking the same people. <laughs> so they're like, fucking second chance gauntlet match. We can somehow shoot that in the same night. It's fine. Pretty much. Uh, let's go to the putovers then. Um, Io Shirai is back. Why? She's not made it to the, the main roster yet. She really should be because she's so good. Um, just her combat match, you know, I mean, just she's great. I mean, she obviously qualified for the ladder match, so uh, I reckon she'll she'll uh, be the one to, to walk out of that one. But yeah, just Io Shirai is just brilliant. So yeah, um, I'm going to put that over. And uh, match of the night for me had to be Roddy versus Riddle. Great, really, really good. Um, let's move on to SmackDown. Um, Gary, you uh, are taking over from the patron on this one. You've These might be quite uh, quick and brisk, just because of how unprecedented the change was. Uh. <laughs> right, okay. In these unprecedented times, what was SmackDown like this week? Was it shite? <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't bad by any means. There was quite a lot of stuff I enjoyed about it. So much so that my biddies are a wee bit pernickety. One of them is following on for something you just said. The New Day. It's, there's no many times I will bury the New Day, but I need to do it. For a start, that, this might be kind of on production as well. Um, why do the New Day need the, oh, don't you dare be sour thing because there's nobody in the crowd for them to play. Just play the pre-recorded part of it. That's the, yeah. it's a New Day, yes it is, and then have them come out. But then when they did come out, they frisbeed pancakes into the crowd. There's <laughs> like, that's just leaving a mess for a cleaner that doesn't actually need to be in the building to clean up. So, aye, the new day are definitely getting buried. It's no off and I'll do it, so I'm going to take the chance to say they just messed everything up about the new day this week. It was horrible. Um, the other one, and I'm going to put a wee prerequisite on this that I'm pretty certain it would get acknowledged this week. So I'm being pernickety again and burying this. The no acknowledgement of Roman Reigns being out of WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, they, they just played as if it, it's going to happen, the full match is going to happen. Triple H even cut a full promo on it, and the promo was actually really good that he done about um, pretty much he shared the ring with both, uh, triple, uh, sorry, shared the ring with both Goldberg and Roman Reigns, spoke about the two of them, and, and essentially said that um, Goldberg needs to get the match done fast because otherwise he might burn out, which as something that hits home, uh, because we all know that uh, as, as a situation that might happen. It looked very tired, Triple H. Um, it, like, it just looked like it took took its toll on him. I'm obviously not going to bury him for looking tired, so the acknowledgement and no Roman Reigns um, in, at WrestleMania. But we'll see what happens this week. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not holding my breath for it to be yet and good, because I don't know how they can shoot an angle for Roman Reigns to be out of the match without him being in attendance. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. 
I, I guess you know uh, th- this is the card is subject for change coming in here from fr- from Vince. You know he's obviously trying to get back again. It goes back to try to get by rates and still try to pretend that Roman's on the card, even though we all know. For I mean, I guess the, the kind of layman doesn't know that Roman Reigns is go- not going to be on the card, but we all know as wrestling fans he's not going to be on the card. So why not address that? And like you say, how are they going? Who do you think, right, now, let's just do a bit of fantasy book before Alex gets into his fantasy booking later on. Who should take that Roman Reigns spot? Um, I, think, I think everybody knows who it does by now. Um, I don't know whether I should say that, uh, who common knowledge is. Uh, it's Braun Strowman, yeah. It's, uh, it's Braun Strowman. Um, I think he's a good choice, uh, mainly because the way he lost the Intercontinental title, it was, I guess, unfair in storyline. And he is probably one of the viable contenders for Goldberg, but I'm not excited for that match whatsoever. Do you think they'll put the strap on him? I'm not sure. If no, they don't, don't then they, they need to. Uh, if they don't, then they, they never will. Uh, I, I want to say, I, don't, I really don't want to see Goldberg as champion for the foreseeable future. I guess there's no wrestling. We don't need to have a champion on TV anyway. Um, but I really wanted, a lot of people were clamouring for Kofi Kingston to be the, the challenger. I really wanted it to be Big E. I want it to be Matt Riddle. Well, aye, aye, of course. I I had to stop myself from fantasy booking with Matt Riddle. I I would agree with that. Um, But no, I wanted it to be Big E. Um, But I guess, you know, we'll see. Braun Strowman Goldberg, I've got got such low expectations that it's probably going to be better than my expectations anyway. Yeah, the thing is that Strowman needs someone to be able to go with. You know, he's a big lad who who can go and, you know, he's got a bit in the tank. Goldberg, you know, all he can do. How is he going to jackhammer Braun Strowman when he can't jackhammer? Uh... Uh, it's pre-recorded. They can use wires. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, right, let's get on to your uh, putovers then from SmackDown. Go on then. Right, so I was going to combine two, but I'm not going to. I'm going to do a quick one, and then I'll do the things I was going to put together. The thing that I need to put over is definitely the the camera angles used for the Baron Corbin Elias segment. Uh, like I said on Twitter it reminded me so much of uh, Mufasa and Scar and the Lion King <laughs> and, and it was the king that was also assaulting the, so it, it all worked out really nicely it, it played off that in my mind but just the camera angles used uh, I, I thought this was one of the matches that we, we spoke about it last week I hate Gronk, I hate Rob Gronkowski so the fact that he was the catalyst for this match, I was like, I'm no sold anyway. Um, but they, they made this match actually mean something with that wee segment. And just having the camera under Elias as he fell for the platform, yeah. it just looked brilliant. Like, I love when, when WWE tries to make things look like a film, and that looked like a film. Um, the other one, which was two I was going to put together, I was going to say Alexa Bliss versus Asuka and Nikki Cross on commentary for that. Everything was fantastic about that. I, I loved it. I think Nikki Cross, I've said it before, that um, she's like the most organically entertaining person. I don't know if she means to be entertaining. It doesn't seem like she's using a script at all. The only thing is I'm no massive on, I don't think they've got a defined character for for her yet. Um, But whenever she actually does speak, she's brilliant. She was amazing on commentary with Michael Cole in the full Alexa Bliss Asuka match. They were using a lot of facial expressions. There was a lot of stuff that was happening that wasn't actually wrestling moves that I was just watching it going, this is entertaining as anything. So that, I'm definitely putting over that as a package. And as you probably gather for that, my match of the night is Alexa Bliss, Asuka. All right, uh, mate, uh, double shift from you. Raw on, <laughs> Raw on Monday, how did, how did that go down? I really enjoyed it. 
Um, Last one before WrestleMania. I mean, what? I mean, I've not seen it yet. We were calling what? it the Stay Home Show. I heard. Very talented. It was good. Um, again, I'll start with the berries because there's a lot of stuff that. Again, it's been kind of pernickety berry, I feel, and this uh, the, the one I was going to put, but I'm not going to double up. I said it last week. Enhancement matches, enhancement matches on the go home to WrestleMania should never be happening. I absolutely hated the fact it was an enhancement match, but we'll, we'll chuck that out the window. The choice of match replays was really annoying as well. They showed the triple threat match for Mania last year with Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte. They Why? cut out Charlotte's entrance, which was one of the best parts, and they kept. I was about to say, Why can't that, that was great. Oh, they, uh, uh, they, they made that. I was. I would have watched that replay again, and then they kept in the ending, which I know obviously they couldn't end the match without showing the ending. That's not the berry. That falls right in between the berry. The berry is they had Becky Lynch cutting a promo before that, and the promo abruptly ended for them to show the match, and it came back to Becky Lynch cutting the rest of the promo, saying, well, that's the first time I've seen that match back. So I know that I'm suspending my disbelief here a wee bit, um, but they are wanting us to think that Becky Lynch just sat in the performance centre for the entirety of that match gone. I guess we'll, I guess I'll, re- I'll start speaking again when uh, this match ends. That was absolutely shocking and it was just horrible. The end of the, the end of the promo was okay. It finished with Shayna Baszler attacking her. Uh, it's, it's all good. Um, but that it was just this is horrible. The other thing I need to bury, if you've not seen Raw, I don't know if you've been on Twitter and seen at least this one wee video because it's been gone everywhere and it was Montez Ford almost dying. Right. I cried a little bit when I saw that this morning. I can't oh. help my boy Monty getting fucking injured, man. Couldn't, couldn't, can't do it. Horrible, horrible miscue. Um, he got up and done his thing. He always does when he hypes up the, again, the lack of a crowd that was there to run off the rope uh, that is now on the hard cam and, and jump to the stage. Do his kind of like Tope Suicida, I guess, early, early top rope on the Austin Theory. Austin Theory was not there. So oh Jesus! Right on the ground, and I was like, "Man, that is a like that that he got up." I was just like, "I'm I'm glad you got up, man, because that could it's, have ended in any injury whatsoever." It's the sound his body makes. It's like a splat. Uh, there's a there's a very audible thump as well that is really uncomfortable to hear. So again, I'm not saying I, I don't know whose fault it was. Probably just a miscue between both, but. I'm burying that because it was horrible to watch and I don't want to see it ever again, even though I've seen it on Twitter already maybe a thousand times. Look before you leap, Montez. Look before you leap. So that was the buries. Um, the putovers, I know I just buried WWE for production um, for putting the Becky Lynch segment, like bookending a match, which was horrible. I'm actually just going to put over as one put over. The production was incredible. Um, video packages for me, again, I, I, I know that you should maybe be doing the put overs and biddies to do with what actually happens in the ring. Over the past few weeks and last night was like a combination of it. The packages they've been using to hype Randy Orton versus Edge at WrestleMania. It's it's the one match that I'm properly invested in for, for WrestleMania. And the packages every week Again, you could just show me Edge coming back at the, the Rumble every week and I'm going to think it's amazing anyway. But they've just added more layers, more layers, more layers and like the video packages are incredible. Again, this, this kind of might fall into the same thing. So I'm going to bundle these together. Not just the production, but the promos. 
I said it last week. Well, it's amazing how when you've not got a crowd distracting for the promos, they're that much better. They're really intense. They're, real, they're delivered incredibly well. They're passionate. Again, last night, you had Paul Heyman, you had Undertaker, you had Kevin Owens, and you had Edge all delivering incredible promos, facing the camera, making, I guess, eye contact is the best way to say it with the viewer, and just delivering a great promo. The best thing I can say about that, the highlight I'll take is, again, Edge adding layers onto, onto the, the video packages that they've just shown. The way they're doing that is by the promos, and the promos keep circling back to either the first promo or the last promo, somewhere in between. They're just kind of going back and forth like a conversation, and it's incredible. So I'll lump them, them together. The one other who put over, I'm going to do um, a one singled out star here. It was an NXT star that appeared on the show. It was not Austin Theory. While he was good, even though she was hardly an appearance, Caden Carter is somebody I think is going to be absolutely incredible over the space of the next, if, if we return to normality, over the space of the next year. Or whenever NXT returns, I think she's going to get a big push and I think she's going to be absolutely brilliant. She's great in the ring, she's got an amazing look and she just, while she was hardly on screen, she stood out and, and made me sit up and watch. Match of the night, yet again, I'm going to go for the short match and that's going to be Caden Carter and Asuka. It only lasted about two and a half minutes, but everything meant something and everything was really fluid. There was no missteps here at like the tag match. Obviously, it was okay, but there was that really horrible bump and that was my one takeaway for the match. That match, Asuka cut a promo, Caden Carter attacked her and then they kind of just done an amazing clash, big, like two minutes of amazing wrestling and then and we Asuka winning. Done everything it needed to do, was really entertaining and I'm actually going to go back and watch it again, even though it was a two-minute match. So, has to be that. Uh, remember, you can get your buddies and putovers in for Rab and Gradle for this week's Wrestling Daft. You can do that on our Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and it's just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Bad news. Bad, 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 bad news. All right, and that time of the day where we find out all the goings on in the wrestling world and we're building up to Wrestlemania so let's start off with that Gary Yeah, so uh, as we've said for the past two weeks we don't need any more matches added to Wrestlemania but we're getting them anyway uh. um, so two more matches have been added, we've got the Kabuki Warriors defending against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss this is one that had been rumoured that we were going to get these two in a triple threat tag team match with the Divas of Doom but I guess not um, so we're getting that, and then Otis and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, after 10 years, is finally getting a singles match at WrestleMania. Who would have guessed it was going to become a, a match against Otis would be the match he was getting his first ever singles <laughs> match at Mania in, but we'll take it. It's a nice wee storyline build. Hopefully it's a it's silly like, five-minute just to give the crowd a happy pop. I just said the crowd <laughs> off on a no-crowd show. <laughs> I will put my money on it that oh, it's Dolph Ziggler who walks away with the, the win. I will put my money on it because Vince is the kind of guy that will think Otis shouldn't be with Mandy. He's not good enough. He's not good enough looking. It's got to be Dolph that will walk away. I will put my money on it right now. I think you're right. And I think either Mania or the Smackdown after Mania, Mustafa Ali shows up to challenge Dolph Ziggler um, because of the, the glitch coming on screen every time Dolph Ziggler's on. So I think that might be the way forward. We'll Maybe. Obviously, there's all the, all the matches already announced, but Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, as far as we know, still going ahead. Um, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, not going ahead. Uh, it's going to be Goldberg versus Braun Strowman, we believe. 
I think that's pretty much set in stone, so we'll say that's the match that's going to happen. Um, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler's definitely happen for the Raw Women's Championship. We've got Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. You've got The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena in a Firefly Funhouse match that was confirmed on SmackDown. You've got Edge versus Randy Orton in a Last Man Standing match. You've got The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, again a match just confirmed on SmackDown for the Intercontinental Championship. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. They've got the five-way women's championship match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That was meant to be a six-pack challenge. Dana Brooke got removed for an as-yet-unconfirmed reason. We believe that was because she's self-isolating. Not certain on that, but we've got that uh, five-way match between Bailey, Sasha Banks, Lisa Evan, uh, Lacey Evans, sorry, Tamina and Naomi. Don't know why Carmella's in, uh, not in that. Again, that might be because she's self-isolating with Corey Graves, which might be why he's off television. The other one that might not go ahead here is Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, again, I should have mentioned it earlier. The Kabuki Warriors one's a weird one. That just got confirmed. There's a rumour going about that both Asuka and Bobby Lashley failed WWE's checks. Um, so WWE, ahead of WrestleMania, had people checking temperatures and overall wellness while they were going to the performance centre to make sure they were healthy enough to actually be in close vicinity with somebody else. They apparently were both over the 100 Fahrenheit threshold. Some of you haven't acknowledged that. I guess we just need to wait and see on that one. That one was uh, Raj Giri for Wrestling Inc. said that to me last week. Again, we'll need, need to just wait and see. Um, but Alistair Black is set to face Bobby Lashley right now. The Street Profits were meant to face Austin Theory versus Andrade. Andrade's no longer in that match. No coronavirus. He has a rib injury, which is why Austin Theory replaced him on Raw last night. And now, oddly, we've got Austin Theory in a tag team championship match at WrestleMania. Jesus. Um, the other one that might not go ahead as planned was meant to be The Miz and Morrison against The New Day versus The Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. As far as we know, The Miz is unwell. Um, again, no, no idea if it's any correlation to what's going on in the world right now. The only news is that he's unwell, so I guess we'll see how that plays out in SmackDown. The one we mentioned, Otis Dolph Ziggler, and then the other one that we mentioned was the Kabuki Warriors uh, against Cross and Bliss. Hurdles of matches. Uh, WrestleMania, apparently, according to Fightful, is going to be each night three hours and 15 minutes long. So we'll see if they can fit all that into three hours and 15 minutes each night. Uh, that's 16, ma- 16 matches is it is that 16 matches on the card so then yeah, it's I think we're at 16 now so Jesus man and the other two bits of news are from AEW who are obviously still powering on as well the big news um, actually came last night and it's in the form of a secondary title we can't say mid-card title uh, Cody Rhodes has already laid into somebody for calling it a mid-card title on a, a um, conference call a few months ago saying it doesn't believe in mid-card titles. I think this one's going to be closer to a television title, partly because it's named after the broadcaster that uh, AEW runs on. <laughs> it's the TNT Championship. They're going to have an eight-man elimination tournament. Um, so it's a singles male championship. It looks like Vacant's going to win it just now because everybody that's confirmed for the match is vacant. Um, so I guess we'll just get to see who's all added to the match. And the other AEW thing was that last week's show was changed. That's no surprise to anybody. Every wrestling show that is actually running just now has changed. Um, so that one was apparently taped ever so slightly. Again, no surprise because Raw and SmackDown this week have both been taped. 
for the most part. I think most things we see going forward might be just because there are a lot of jurisdictions that are behind, there are a lot of, a lot of things that are in place and, and people are not allowed to um, tape, essentially, shows or actually even gather and have more than two people gathering. So I guess that is no surprise. But that the main thing that came for that was that apparently the bit between Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy was taped and then re-taped. And the, the nice wee bit for um, two weeks ago on that was apparently that Vanguard 1 wouldn't have been there if there was a crowd there. So I guess, you know, we're, we're getting kind of a better product for lack of a better term for this because they're able to perfect stuff. And the other one was that apparently Lance Archer's debut match has been filmed. That one, I don't think it's quite leaked yet who it's going to be against. I'm not sure if I've missed that. No, I haven't heard anything no. about it either. They've, they've been very unclear. It was just had... Commentary was like, get, we'll get him a match next week. We'll get him a match. I, I had heard uh, it was Dustin Rhodes, but that might just be hearsay. Yeah, that was one thing I just hadn't seen anything about. And another one was that uh, John Moxley had a defence of his title. I actually seen somebody sharing something online. Apparently Moxley's competing on Dark, I believe it is tonight. But it's against someone that's not actually officially signed to AEW. Can't remember the person's name. That's one that's worth having a wee check of. Um, but I apparently I've got a load of things in the can. So AEW, I don't think we're going to be missing any AEW anytime soon. I think they've got plenty of content to go around for the next few weeks. Thanks for the news this week, Gary. No, thank you. So it's WrestleMania week and obviously you want to be watching WrestleMania with your own Wrestling Daft t-shirt. So you can do that right now by going to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft. Up there you'll get all the designs from the catchphrases from the show. I'm going to take the bump for you, Chips, Cheese and Donner, mate. Margaret, there's the Fiend. And of course, our favourite one, I'm a Mark. And you can check out our new design which is up there now i'm a wrestler tay based off the, the fact that uh, gradle met goldberg and said i'm a wrestler tay to his face uh, so you can get that t-shirt along with all the catchphrases from the show at shop.wrestling at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now get your wrestling daft t-shirt get set for mania and if you do buy a t-shirt Get as a pick on social media and you can put you in our Hall of Fame. So that's shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Welcome to Fantasy Bikini. It's a free fun and sun is enough for everyone. Go to the world and wrestling. It's a place where anything goes in the world of wrestling, and in these times of self-isolation, we have a lot of time in our hands. So I hope you've got a beer. Sit back and enjoy the fact that Alex is on fantasy booking with an island duty this week and he has booked WrestleMania. All of it. So this is not fantasy booking island this week, John. This is fantasy booking continent. So <laughs> I, I've set myself a couple of guidelines, a couple of rules. So one, it needs to kind of set in reality and work. So I can't just go book and see him punk in every match. Right. And two, I have to keep right. the announced maxes and the changes and the nights they're on. So I can't just book Drew and, Drew and Brock last. Right. Right. So what I want from you both by the end of this is a star rating for the show and also which night is better. Right. So right. open it up. Okay. So we open it up at the Performance Centre and it goes down. We, of course, have to listen to the American National Anthem because every WrestleMania has to start with the American National Anthem. Then we cut to Gronk. Gronk starts cutting a promo and welcoming everyone to the event, but he's very quickly cut off by Triple H on the Titantron. 
So Triple H comes on the Tron and he says that the reason WrestleMania has outgrown one night is because of NXT, and as such, they get to start the show. So, first match of the card, we open with Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. It's a 20-minute classic Barnburger back-to-back with Rhea coming out clean. We then move on to our first little interlude of the, of the evening. So there's going to be a couple of these, and this is going to set the tone for what's to come. So we cut backstage to Gronk and Mojo, and Gronk's been a little whiny bastard about what Trips has did to him. And up what's Riddick Moss with a referee in his 24-7 title belt. Riddick starts to insult Gronk, shenanigans, Gronk becomes your 24-7 champion. And just before the segment ends, you just see R-Truth with a pair of binoculars looking out round the corner. Uh, I'm about to make the same point. <gasps> Who is? <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Well, we can scrap this entire first segment then. That's fine. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, we can just say truth's got it right. Nobody told me that. <laughs> Moss can win it back before Saturday, it's fine. Okay, either or. So Moss wins it right. <laughs> Moss wins it back before this happens, right? Moss wins it back on SmackDown, okay? So we cut right. to our first first match of the night now. I've been Dirty Little Mark and checking all the spoilers, so I know that The Miz is not at this event. So this is only going to be one Uso versus John Morrison in a ladder match. I've heard a lot of talk at the moment of WWE trying to figure out ways to get fans involved. So basically, The Miz is going to be on the screen the entire match through Skype being a prick. Basically to the stage that he get pisses off the Uso so much, they just double-team John Morrison, win the match, win the belts, and get the WrestleMania moment. So, we cut on <laughs> interlude number two. Uh, basically, Gronk, again, backstage, walking around with his lovely new 24-7 championship, encounters Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, I think we're just going to use the words Byron Saxton, and then Truth wins the title back. <laughs> but just at the end, because the place is now covered in beer, Zelina Vega walks past and just has to dodge, so she walks through a wee door and then runs out the door screaming. No one really knows what's going on. So, we cut back to the performance centre, and we're on to our next match. We've got Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. So, Sethy Boy comes out, brings his disciples with him, followed up by uh, by Kev comes out, and he's followed by the Viking Raiders and Samoa Joe. Both teams, they just look at each other on the ramp, kind of nod their head, fuck it's declared, a brawl begins. Now this brawl lasts for about 10 minutes, all the way around the back of the performance centre, and everyone gets knocked out, apart from Kev and Seth, who end up back in the ring. The bell rings, they have a nice little 10 minute match worth of spots. Owens ends up missing a frog splash on a Rollins through the table, and Rollins wins with a stomp. Yeah, I'm putting the heel over. <laughs> Then we can move on to Lashley versus Black, although I believe that this match might not happen. But basically, the whole point of this match is that Black goes over, and then it turns out that Selena Vega had walked into his cupboard, and so he then challenges Andretti to a US title match on Raw the next night. We then cut to your next interlude, where Truth meets Kurt Ankle for some strange reason, and Milk's involved. Some kind of shoulder tackle. Gronk wins the title back. So there's been a lot of the 24 7 <laughs> shenanigans going on throughout the night. Um, then we cut to a nice big video package for AJ Styles and The Undertaker. The next thing that we hear is just the sound of Fred Durst and Limp Biscuits rolling as The Undertaker <laughs> rolls into a cemetery. Shortly closely followed by AJ Styles. AJ Styles herding is holding an urn at this point, which Gallows and Anderson are like, hey AJ, what's that? And he's like, ah, oh, this is used to control The Undertaker. I got it from Phil, because apparently breaking kayfabe is what this feud's all about now. So, a lot of nonsense in some weird ski <laughs> graveyard, although it might actually be a junkyard now, as I've been corrected by the fans. But basically, it, we think it ends when AJ buries The Undertaker. Only for the actual 
real Undertaker, not the American badass, and Kane to appear behind him and beat the shit out of EOC. And so the Undertaker wins that match. We then cut back to everyone's favourite man, the Gronk, who's still our 24-7 champion after taking it off R-Truth, where he bumps into good old-fashioned Mick Foley. And let's just say Janice is involved, and the belt goes back to R-Truth. <laughs> so now we move on to match number seven. Christ, this takes forever. Uh, and we have the Kabuki <laughs> And we have the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and um, Nikki Cross. Now again, spoilers, Asuka's not in this match. So Asuka is actually replaced by Io Shirai, and she kind of joins the Kabuki Warriors and becomes a nice little three-way. But the only other thing of note for this mask is really that both the Japanese stars start wearing face masks and incorporate that as part of their gimmick because of the whole virus okay. situation. Yeah. Makes sense. And there'll be a big hot tag to Nikki at one point, but <laughs> unfortunately, I can't book both Scots to win both the main events, so... Kibuki Warriors retain. So just before the main event, R-Truth meets HBK, meets Shawn Michaels backstage, there's some nonsense, there's a super kick, and Gronk wins the 24-7 title back to be a three-time 24-7 champion by the time WrestleMania's out. So now we cut to our big main event. Unfortunately, this is on the first night. I wish I could put it on the second night, but unfortunately, it's booked on the first night because that's what WWE So, right. Drew versus Brock. So, I was on Twitter today and I saw that beautiful BT Sport Drew Scotland training video, so play that a thousand fucking times before. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, for the first ten minutes of the match, Brock just beats the hell out of Drew. Hits him with ten German suplexes in a row, an F5, picks him up, pins him, one count. Brock, Brock just looks confused, he doesn't know what's going on. Does the same thing again, only a one count. And then you've got Drew's big comeback, all the rest of it. Claymore's through the steps, Claymore's over the barrier, Claymore's against the ring posts. And eventually, of course, Drew McIntyre wins the WWE Championship, unfortunately, to an empty arena. That's night one. Right. How am I doing so far? Night How am I doing two, so Alex. far? I'm, I'm, I'm watching, I'm with you, I'm with you. I like the 24 hours, 4 7 it's booked throughout it. I like the Dan Draddy uh, black thing. I like the Yeah, it's, it's going all right so far. I like right. it up off the Gronk being a three-time champion because I'd rather he was just written off the show duty injury in the first segment. But I'll go with it anyway. I'll go with it anyway. <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> so, um, so night two begins with some kind of had some kind of something to do with the Hall of Fame during the day, to which Gronk is the host to, to which of course shenanigans. The NWO are involved somehow, and not truth. But Baron Corbin leaves with the 24/7 championship. So then we move on to our match, first match of the night. So we're actually going to go back to full sale again for this one. And this is going to be for the Intercontinental Championship between Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. Now the reason we're going back to full sale is because Sami Zayn says he needs NXT Sami Zayn to be Daniel Bryan. So the match goes back and forth, wrestling clinic. But in the end, unfortunately, Daniel Bryan is succumbed to Sami Zayn's unfortunate dirty Healy interventions. The first uh, interlude of the night is switching to Baron Corbin as he's running around the hotel, running away from all of the rest of the WWE superstars. So this is when you can throw in all of the extra talent who's not on the card who want to be involved. We're then going to go to match number two, which is going to be for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So your main story here is Paige, uh, Banks and Bailey. So Paige on commentary, why not get her to dig up the Banks-Bailey thing here. So... First elimination, obviously Tamina Snuka, she lasts all of about 30 seconds and we get her the hell off TV as quickly as possible. <laughs> right. Get rid of Lacey for no reasons. 
And then things get a little bit interesting towards the end. So we have Bailey goes to hit Lacey Evans with the belt. But Sasha stops her. And Sasha's like, no, Bailey. We don't want to do that. So there's a little bit of a face turn starter from Sasha here. And then basically, in the little kerfuffle that happens there, Lacey rolls up Bailey and eliminates Bailey. Two seconds later, Bailey clocks Sasha from the behind with the belt. The turn full heel on Sasha. Start a Bailey Sasha rivalry. And then give Lacey the belt. And Lacey can go off and do something else. Close the door on that one. In the loop two, <laughs> we've been running around the performance center, running away from people with the 24 7 belt. Match number three, I just have down Crazy Land Firefly Funhouse. So the, the, I'll admit, I was running out of steam by the time I got to this point. And I don't <laughs> My main note on this one is that John Cena walks into the Firefly Funhouse with a boombox over his shoulder with My Time Is Now playing. And, <laughs> and also, I would steal Gary's booking ever so slightly and have like a weird Bray Wyatt themed double edged thing going on. But obviously, Bray has to win that match. We can't, because the whole match is set up around Cena destroying Bray's career and all that nonsense. <laughs> Match four is for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Obviously, Austin Theory comes in. This, again, is a bit of a pointless match. We'll just, we'll just cross over that one and move on. As we get to match number five, which is going to be Elias versus King Corbin. So, this match is now for the 24-7 Championship. As the entire night has been building for this final payoff of the 24-7 Championship. And basically, you get to do the spot where everyone embarrasses Corbin. Everyone interferes. <clears throat> then, eventually, Elias walks out with his guitar, walks down to the ring while still playing his guitar. Puts his foot on Corbin, pins him one, two, three, puts the belt over his shoulder and walks back up the ramp, still singing, having never taken off his guitar. <sighs> now this is where you all might start to hate me. So, match number six. We have the Universal Championship match. If we know that it's no longer going to be Roman, it's going to be Braun Strowman instead. So I have to stick to the advertised matches. So basically, it's a one-minute squash match. Goldberg wins. But then at the end of the match, Goldberg gets on the mic and he says, Who's next? Who's next? Whose music hits? Kofi Kingston's music hits. And out he walks with Biggie in tow. So just before they start, start just before they start the match, Kofi, uh, Biggie, for some strange reason, tosses a pancake to Kofi. Kofi kind of catches it to immediately be speared by Goldberg, then jackhammered, then pinned. Kofi is also beaten by Goldberg. But then Biggie right. gets into the ring to pick up Kofi and gives him a big ending to give him a big Biggie heel. Match so you get that as well. So then Biggie can also this is the other thing, you can also have Biggie challenge uh, Goldberg on SmackDown next week and have him win the title and then have Kofi versus Biggie for the title. Then everybody wins. We don't need to be Goldberg with a belt. Whew, two more. Two more. Uh, Becky versus Shayna Baszler again was one that I was running out of patience with, so all I've really got down is Becky comes out in a truck and smashes some cans over Shayna. <laughs> <laughs> But unfortunately, Shayna has to win here. So Shayna wins to end Becky's reign at a year. And finally, to close the show, your last man's standing match between Edge and Randy Orton. The story up to now point is basically Randy fucking loves chairs. So let's just dive into that and let's just have Randy, Hunter for chairs, Barry Edge for chairs. I don't know. We can have Beth Phoenix come out at one point, glam slam, uh, glam slam Randy. But I think we all agree that it has to end with Edge giving Orton an RKO onto a chair and following it up with a concerto for the win to end WrestleMania on a positive. Well done, Alex. Aye. Well I've done. That, that is some <laughs> tremendous booking there. I, I don't think we can turn around and say anything, but we'll, we'll book it after that effort. You know. For the effort alone. Uh, but I would watch it anyway. Uh, I, for the effort alone, that definitely needs to book. 
Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. A little bit too much focus on the 24/7 championship for my liking, however. But I'll let that one slide. Well, the idea was that it's mania, so you need to get all the legends back. So the idea was to make it relevant by using the 24/7 championship. But then you also kind of give the 24/7 championship a bit of a rub, and people might care about it by the end of the night. I'll let you. I do like the big. E hunt heel turn no, I, I, really, I really like that breaking up in the new day in the big heel turn I think that'd be good uh, there probably needs a little bit more of a build it need to be, need to be something some kind of seed would need to be set on Friday for that to happen I think a couple yeah. of a couple of things that would need a little bit of a push but they're not ah, all realms of possibility okay, bro. unprecedented times my friend unprecedented <laughs> times an unprecedented booking <laughs> It's that time in the show when we shine the spotlight on one of our former guests to find out their favourite things about wrestling. This week it's the time of one of the UK's premier wrestling referees. It's Sean McLaughlin and this is the 10 count. First wrestling match you watched. Uh, it was definitely from SummerSlam 90, so I'd imagine it would have been the opener of SummerSlam 90 because I had it on VHS. Best match you've wrestled in. Best match you've refereed. Mark Coffey versus Joe Coffey. Favourite opponents? Uh, Davey Blaze because he's such a, he's such a gimmick. <laughs> Favourite wrestler of all time? Favourite wrestler of all time, Cut Angle. Favourite tag team? Polo Promotions. Favourite finishing move? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, angle Slam. Favourite promo of all time? The Rocks at Rum- Royal Rumble 2001 before the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Favourite entrance theme? I'm not going to say that. I'll go with Taz's 2000-2001. Favourite pay-per-view? SummerSlam 90. Favourite match of all time? Rock Austin WrestleMania. Eight, 18 was it? The one where McMahon turned on him. 17. Yeah, 17, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be that guy. Rock, Rock Austin. So that's it for Wrestling Daft the Marks for another week. Thank you very much, Alex. Not a problem, John. Just never make me book 16 matches in a row again. Yeah. Uh, you, you chose to do that, my friend. You chose to do that. Um, thank you very much, Gary. Thank you. I can't wait to see if WrestleMania lives up to Alex's fantasy book in Ireland. <laughs> I hope fantasy it does. I hope fantasy booking confidence. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, We'll be back uh, on Patreon this uh, weekend. We're doing a watch-along with WrestleMania, so that should be interesting. We'll be doing the Saturday night show. Uh, lots of other stuff happening on Patreon this week. We're going to do the WrestleMania quiz, and we'll also have a bonus uh, preview show ahead of WrestleMania with the guys. So get on that, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Before we go, little review from WeFraz, who gives uh, wrestling daft five stars. He says, dafter than a brush factory. We thank you, we Fraz S. Remember, you can get your review in. Head to Apple, subscribe, rate, review the show, and get us up that chart. Um, and enjoy WrestleMania, I guess. Um, we'll be back. Yes. With- well, well done, yourself. Well done. <laughs> I know how to sell a, a pay-per-view. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday to rate and review that. Go through all of it. It's going to be an interesting, interesting show next week. Uh, but yeah, enjoy WrestleMania. Uh, keep self isolating, and oh, as always, stay safe. Stop buying the toilet paper. Love you, Hudson. Audio Frontier. <laughs>